Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, and it is week 21, our Monday episode, which means we're talking some waiver wire. And as always, I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? How sweep it is, Blake. Uh, Philly's coming off Hell a big, big yeah. three-game sweep of the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals are not themselves, but it still feels good to beat up on the Cardinals. Uh, Philly's <laughs> now uh, three and a half games up. On the wild card spot, I don't really think any wild card team can really threaten the Phillies for that. So feeling good here. Uh, I'm feeling good as well because the Mariners finished off a nice little sweep of the dreadful Kansas City Royals, who I will say they got some decent hitters. Their hitting does okay, but just as a team in general, they're not good. I was at the game on Saturday. I watched the Mariners tie a franchise record with seven home runs in one game. I drunkenly cheered my ass off, drunk off margaritas when Teoscar oh. Hernandez hit that grand salami. And I feel bad for the little kids behind me because I politely moved so that they could see because I'm kind of tall. I'm not your version of tall, but I'm kind of tall. And when I heard one of the kids say they couldn't see. Uh, mm. But when Teoscar hit that damn grand slam, I jumped out of my seat so fast. Sorry, kid. But I'm not here to talk about manners. I promise. I may sneak one in every once in a while, but. I actually don't have any Mariners talk on the docket today. Uh, we always do our little show prep before, beforehand. No Mariners this time. That was intentional by me, but they'll come up anyway. We are here. Uh, they probably will. I know uh, there's one that'll probably sneak his way in. Uh, but the first person I want to talk about is not a Mariner because if you guys are familiar with the show, first show of the week is always a waiver wire. And it is actually, <sighs> hate to say it, but it is the final week of the fantasy baseball regular season for 90 percent of leagues out there some of you have already gotten in there uh some of you may start the week after next if you're like super late but for most week 21 is the final week and what better time to talk about catchers than right now man uh there's some that have been on a on a roll to be honest especially as of late and the first one i want to highlight that is not nearly rostered enough especially right now, is Gabriel Moreno of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he came up earlier this year. I think he's played like 95 or 96 games so far this year. Uh, very, 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 very good hit tool. Not the most power, but he has some pop. I think uh, Fangrass projected him to like that 50, uh, 50 game power on the, the 20 to 80 scale. So, okay, pop. He struggled there for a little while, uh, but his last 10 games, he's really turned it on. In those last 10 games, got five extra base hits, 
uh, scored eight runs, driven in nine, 12% strikeout rate, which is great for points leagues. And he's hitting over 300. He's doing kind of everything you want. Uh, granted, he's hit two of his five home runs on the year in the last 10 games. So I wouldn't necessarily call it like a power surge, but he's making great contact. And he's making himself, uh, he's making a name for himself in the, the fantasy circles right now because he's doing so well. Uh, is Moreno somebody you may be targeting for this last week heading into the playoffs or even in the playoffs? He wasn't, but now, now that I'm looking at him, looking at his, his stats recently, I, I might be because, yeah, I, I texted you before I say I want to talk about catchers. Catcher is a very viable, very volatile position right now you see you see top guys sean murphy's been pretty bad some other top guys mm-hmm. have not been up to snuff there so you, you got to find somebody and moreno has been fantastic he uh went on the il due to some swelling in his shoulder and since coming back he's yeah august 13th 11 games 10 starts hitting 350 ops 981 two doubles one triple two homers in in those 10 games so yeah he's hitting really well and even going before that since since you you know he had two two-hit games in July after the All-Star break before going on the IL. So Diamondbacks are, I think, I think they're getting – have they won a bunch in a row now, the Diamondbacks? They've, they've started to get kind of back into it. So yeah, they're Moreno, Moreno could be a, a good look there. He does bat lower in that in that order, seven, eight, nine, seven or eight usually it looks like. But you know what? If, if he keeps hitting like he does, uh, you can see him move, moving on up. On up. Yeah, we talk about that batting lower in the line of thing is kind of a hindrance to some players. I think it's less of a hindrance for catchers just because there is a lot fewer fantasy relevant catchers. And I know you were kind of streaming catchers at one point and you mm-hmm. talked about the strategy of streaming catchers. It's the only position in baseball outside of pitching that you could actually realistically stream. And so batting seven, eight, nine in the order doesn't worry me as much with a catcher, especially one that is playing in such a good lineup like the Diamondbacks lineup they have. And one that is uh, putting the bat on the ball like Moreno is getting it in play and actually putting up counting stats to score eight runs and drive in nine batting that low in the order is excellent. Mm-hmm. So if you can continue that, uh, I, I did my weekly planner for fantasy pros. Uh, this is a great week of matchups for Arizona. And I think people either trying to solidify their lineup for the playoffs, because I think the following week is pretty good for Arizona as well. People trying to solidify the lineup for the playoffs. Or even if you're looking for like a Hail Mary uh, last ditch effort to try and give you a one up in your matchup to like winning your in type type scenario, Moreno could be the guy you're looking for. Yeah, and then uh, sticking right out there in the NL West, going down to the Rockies, uh, Elias Diaz is somebody Ooh. I've been looking at. You know, we talked about the, the Coors Field uh, impact there. They're home this week for six games, I believe, against the Braves, and then someone else in their home in two weeks, I believe, which is the semifinal for for most leagues, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, he's been great this season, 13 home runs on, on the year, hitting uh, – on base 323 and 274 so he's been solid past 14 days two home runs hitting 351 now like i said they are back home at course field he's hitting 345 in that lineup i mean it's not not a good lineup but you're gonna get you're gonna get these at bats you're gonna have run scored at course field yeah especially for somebody like elias diaz who 
I I was in on him at the beginning of the year, and I kind of have been throughout the whole year. He's kind of an Ezekiel Tovar esque type season to me. I know they're teammates, and that just is coincidental. As somebody that I had very high hopes for, and he kind of didn't pan out in the beginning of the year, but he figured it out as the year went on. And while the season isn't going to end with like these otherworldly numbers for him, he's had a consistent like three, three and a half months of of good output from the catcher position. And it is kind of culminating at the end of the season right now going into the playoffs when I, I think the Colorado Rockies have a lot of home games coming up or a lot of home games lined up in the fantasy mm-hmm. playoffs. And yeah, Diaz in his last six games, uh, he pinch hit in two other games outside of that. But in those six games, he's batting 464 with an 18% walk rate, 11 RBI, and four extra base hits. He even stole a little base in the end there as well. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's somebody that you should be keying in on, especially with that Coors Field advantage in the playoffs. That cannot be talked about enough. And I, we have another Rocky that we'll talk about uh, after we do that first ad break as well. Yeah, uh, we're brought to you by DraftKings. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms. Um. Oh, here we go. I like this one from Chad. Chad said, I have a crucial two-start question for you guys. Brian Wu has quite possibly the best two-start of the year lined up, but over-under, tense pitched. Chad, I'm not going to lie. I I think he may just pitch 10 innings. Uh, they're pretty set on his innings being tight right now. Um unless he he pitches just some absolute fucking gem and can get through like six or seven innings on 80 pitches because that's likely the number of pitches they're going to let him throw is 80 per start so if he can just throw some gem where he's getting a lot of a lot of ground outs maybe limit the strikeouts a little bit he may go over 10 but you're going to just have to hope those five innings per start are great and they can be he's shown that he can be really good in five inning starts so He's very likely to get a couple wins. So, yeah, I it's tough. If you're hoping for more than 10 wins, it could be tough. Yeah, I had uh, I had Brian Wu as one of my three two-star pitchers in my Sports Command Podcast Network article that was published last night. So check that out if you want to hit, hit the other two. But, yeah, Brian Wu, he, he should get at least one win this week going against the Athletics mm-hmm. and the Mets. Hopefully he can pitch well enough for two, but I think he's still a good streaming option or good to even mm-hmm. lock in for a weekly league just due to his strikeout potential like you said the pitch count is going to be an issue but he's gone six innings on 78 pitches before against houston mm-hmm. this season so he's capable of doing it 
I think against Oakland and uh, the Mets, he's one of the better options out there. Uh, and also one of the better options out there on the waiver wire. I swear 100, 111 episodes in, I'm getting better at these transitions every week. One of the better waiver wire options uh, would be Hunter Goodman of the Colorado Rockies. Was recently called up. He's got one major league game under his belt now. Very successful <laughs> major league game. So I, I dug into his numbers quite a bit and his uh, his hitting profile. Um, he is a very pull-heavy fly ball hitter with a line drive rate hovering right under 20% for his minor league career. But the dude absolutely rakes. Uh, this year in 106 minor league games, he has 64 extra base hits and 111 RBI. In 2022, he played 134 games at the minor league level. And he had 71 extra base hits and 106 RBI. Now, those are big numbers. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like a, a Matt Mervis kind of. And we did kind of warn you guys that Matt Mervis's profile was a very uh, hyper aggressive at the plate um, works in the minor leagues, has great power type of hitter, but could struggle at the major league level, which is what happened. The big difference for me between like a Matt Mervis and a Hunter Goodman is the fact that Hunter Goodman plays his home games at Coors Field. So if you are going to have that crazy power, uh, I, he barreled a ball. At, he went two for four in his debut, barreled up a ball, 96 mile an hour average exit velocity, looked great. You can be that style player at Coors Field because when you when you get into a ball at Coors, that thing's going to fucking fly, especially if you're a pole-hitting fly ball hitter. So I like him a lot. The caveat with him is he plays a few different positions. Uh, they brought him up. He's going to kind of rotate between first base catcher and the corner outfield spots. Now on CBS and ESPN, he's only first base eligible. And on Yahoo, he's only catcher eligible. There's not really enough games left in the season for him to gain multi-position eligibility, at least not on ESPN. I think Yahoo might be five games for played to gain a new eligibility. I think ESPN's 10. I, I think it's five starts or 10 appearances, something like that. Okay. Maybe, ESPN, it might ESPN's just be five. 10. ESPN's 10 starts, I think, which isn't, there's not really enough time for him to be multi-position eligible this year but he could be next year but he's somebody that i'm keyed in on right now how are you feeling about him going into the, the playoffs right yeah i hadn't heard of him until until you mentioned him today i didn't know he plays for the rockies but obviously playing for the rockies at Coors field and having catcher eligibility for yahoo is someone that i'm going to be looking at and you should be looking at too if you're if you're in like even the deepest of leagues he should be available two percent rostered like blake said he has he had fantastic uh, minor league numbers this season. What's really encouraging is that he was called up from double A AA to triple A uh, about three weeks ago. And he just, mm -hmm. you know, just blew through triple A. He had nine home runs in, um, nine home runs in, in 15 games, 33 RBIs, 17 strikeouts is, <laughs> is obviously the, the thing to look at there. 23 hits, 17 strikeouts. So hit 371. I, I know. Going up to the major leagues is not going to be an, an easy task, especially against the Braves here to to start the week. But 
yeah, the Rockies are home this week. They're away the following week, and then they have seven games at home uh, the week after that. So that's like the semifinals of the playoffs. And then mm-hmm. if your league counts the uh, last week of the season, they're home the last week of the season too. They have a doubleheader on that Tuesday. And then they're home every day after that through the Sunday. So he is someone that, you know, maybe pick him up now, you know, see what happens, see if this power surge can continue to help you now. And if that, if that happens to be the case, he's going to be one of these guys to kind of ride out the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, one more quick little note from his minor league numbers. I think his fucking numbers are ridiculous. He's played 262 minor league games. Uh, in those 262 games, he's batting 280 with a 924 OPS and 235 RBI. That's, that's ridiculous. Like it, Those are actual video game type numbers. But again, we have seen video game type m- numbers before. Matt Mervis obviously has a, a great minor league track record. Uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand had literal video game numbers. Yeah. Uh, neither one of those guys have done a ton at the major league level. So we'll see how it goes. But again, neither one of them plays at Coors Field, although Encarnacion Strand does play at Great American Ballpark, which is pretty fucking close to, to Coors Field. So, yeah, Hunter Goodman, if he's available in your league and you're looking for somebody, uh, if you're looking for a, a corner infielder in an ESPN or CBS league or you're looking for a catcher, <laughs> uh, I actually might like I might like Hunter Goodman more than Gabriel Moreno in in the Yahoo League right I mean, now. I I, I... I am gonna wait for more than one game, major league sample size. Like, don't go, don't go out and r- rush, rush to pick him up right now. But like, if he, if he has a, a good few days here, yeah, p- pick him up. Especially if you need, you need a catcher in Yahoo, or if, like you said, if you need a first baseman, util man in a twelve team or deeper league, you, you can definitely, you can get, you can pick up someone like okay, Andrew Bantendi. You know what he is, or you can pick up like this, mm-hmm. you know, a lottery ticket type player that has been killing the ball all season long, no matter what level he's at. But you know, he he was I think Rocky's like eleventh best prospect. So he's not a great prospect, but sometimes these guys come up and, and can hit. Oh, my question for you, just thought of it. At this point of the year, do lottery ticket type players become more of an option for you? Do you think that's more of a winning strategy, or do you think now is the time that that starts to get riskier? No, I, I think it, well, it depends where you're at. If if uh, I mean, I'm near first place in all my leagues, so I'm speaking from like a, a point of strength. But it's, let's say you're on the playoff bubble. You you don't want to pick up, rush out and pick up this guy or the guy we'll be talking about in a little bit. If if you have to think about, okay, what do I have to lose by picking this guy up and who am I dropping? And if you potentially are going to lose a playoff spot, don't do that. But if you're mm-hmm. if you're securely in a playoff spot, you know, you might lose, your team might take a little bit of a hit, but you have like so much potential with that player. I think as the season shortens, you know, a player can get hot for two weeks and that's half this half the rest of the season. So like, yep. yeah, you have to be able to identify players like this that, you know what, have the tool, have the tools, have been doing it and hopefully can, can get hot for a week and they can, they can be league winners as, as you love, you love to say. <laughs> you finally said it. Uh, uh, another guy that has been a league winner as of late. Not really, but it, uh, it's another catcher. I promise the whole episode's not catchers, but th- there is some solid catcher talking here. I, I thought uh, about just doing a whole catcher episode. It, we could have at this point. Uh, Shay Langlier of the Oakland Athletics in his last 12 games. Well, first of all, I'd like to preface this by saying 
he's one of those Oakland guys whose batting average sucks, but he's got a little power and can get into the ball every once in a while. But uh, lately, he's kind of changed that narrative a little bit. Uh, in his last 12 games, he's hitting 268, just a 21% strikeout rate, 11% walk rate, four home runs, seven RBI. And he also stole a couple bases. So he's actually doing a little bit of everything. Uh, and for somebody like Langley, Langley, is it Langleyers? Shay. Calm Shay. For yeah. Oakland. Uh, I mean, hitting 268 is actually a good number like for somebody like him because he has actual pop. He has legitimate home run power like many of those athletics hitters do. Uh, and so to see him actually get the bat on the ball a little more, I think when I was doing my research, he's taking a f- few more pitches and he's making a lot better zone contact, which is great to see from somebody like him. That points towards actual uh, progression rather than just a lucky two-week stretch or whatever. So to see him make better contact and to still have that same power, the four home runs is great. He had two home runs and four RBI on the 24th. So he's a sneaky pickup in like a two catcher league, 12 team or deeper league where you need somebody that can fill in the gaps for a little bit. Great player. And he could, there's, there is sneaky upside there going into the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's weird with, with, with Shay here, because looking at his baseball savant numbers, his barrel rate is in the 72nd percentile. I think 11, 11%, which is pretty good. League average is 6.9, but his expected, what expected batting average is 204 bottom third percent of the league. Expected Woba is 283, bottom 8% of the league. So he's making decent contact, but it's not like you're not seeing that at all in the even expected stuff. So I wonder what there is in the numbers. But yeah, he, he's been he's been hot recently. I think he's one of these guys that can potentially go on a tear, but it is worth noting that like this recent tear has come against the Royals and against the White Sox. So mm-hmm. uh, he's probably be the lowest guy on my list of the catchers we talked about so far, but Mm -hmm. you know, if if he has the potential to, to keep it up, but yeah, I I don't think he's someone that I would go, go to look, look to pick up. Um, can I shift uh, from, we are also brought to you by underdog fantasy. August is almost over. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on underdog fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. Just one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including $3 million going to the winner. The time is now. Last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. So visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN. To get your first deposit doubled up to $100, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And make sure to check out the SGP Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's Patreon Pick'em is a week one college football. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, uh, shifting gears to the outfield now. Um, somebody that caught my eye in the Mariners series that then made me look up his kind of game logs recently, and I saw some 
fantasy value there. Enough to put him in my article over at Fantasy Pros. Kyle Isbell for the Kansas City Royals playing center field. First of all, the dude catches fucking everything. Like he he is a great defensive center fielder. It hurts my heart to say that. Uh, not really anymore because we're done playing Kansas City's. So so I can say that now. Uh, he he's a great center fielder. That dude plays some good defense. Now, he doesn't have a lot of pop, so you're not going to get some good home run numbers for him, but he is somebody that I like very much in points leagues right now. Uh, since the uh, seventh, I think it's like 13 games or something, like 15 games, somewhere right around there, uh, he's hitting 308 with a 14% strikeout rate, scored nine runs, drove in 11. He's got five extra base hits and a couple stolen bases. So he's doing a little bit of everything, like an actual little bit of everything, not striking out a ton, and he's getting on base. He hits at the bottom of that Royals lineup, which does hinder his value a little because he is an outfielder. Uh, but if you are looking for a plug-and-play guy right now in a points league, I think he is great. There's a lot worse options out there. And Isabel has kind of always had a a good hit tool, so this isn't like necessarily early a crazy jump he's not he's not gonna be a 300 hitter for his career so don't get that twisted uh but he does have the ability to do this he can be a great doubles hitter he has enough speed to steal a handful of bases uh in like a five outfielder league isbel makes a great fifth outfielder in a points league for the playoffs right now yeah, I, I I cannot cannot co-sign that whatsoever. Kyle Isbell, <laughs> he, he is what he is at this point. He's one of these guys talking about. Okay, he had a hot streak. Great, his career numbers show that he he won't keep that up. I mean, career batting average two thirty two, hit two eleven last year. He had nine stolen bases last year, only six this year. I, th- I thought he had more speed. I thought he would have had at least double digit steals. But yeah, Kyle Isbell, I mean. 1% roster, I think I saw. So if you're in like 15 teams with, with five outfitters, maybe. But I think outside of that, you should have uh, better options, including one guy I, I threw out earlier, Andrew Benintendi. We, we, we shit on him all the time. We're like, oh, you're not going to be excited <laughs> about having Andrew Benintendi on your team. But he's hitting second for a White Sox team that still has some talented players. Tim Anderson, Luis, Luis Robert Jr., Milo uh, Jimenez uh, have some talent. And Benintendi, I don't know his contract situation, but it seems like he, he's still 29. It feels like he's like a 35-year-old veteran at this point, but mm-hmm. he's still in his prime. He's he's hitting for average. He's uh, Let me get his recent numbers up here. Numbers for August. He's hitting 261, three home runs, one stolen base, uh, four doubles, but he's better recently. Uh, I think he's someone only 39% rostered that you know I'd probably have my eye on a bit more if, if he were to be available. Um, true. I mean, when you're a guy like Benintendi that is just a super boring baseball player, you tend to give off the I'm way older than I really am vibe. Uh, and I don't think he, I don't think that's ever going to go away. He's always going to be God. I almost say he's always going to be 35 in my heart, but I can't say that's old because that's how old I am. And I still refuse to admit that I'm old. I'm, I'm very young uh, in the regular people years. Uh, but somebody that uh, somebody else that I want to key in on, um, I will say in this line of work, there are times where you want to be reactionary when players get caught up. Uh, and there's other times where you want to wait to kind of formulate more of an opinion on them. Uh, that is me with Parker Meadows. Uh, 
of Detroit. He got called up recently. Um, I've seen a few people talk about him. He had a great start to the year, but I wasn't quite sure how I felt about him. And I don't really like to talk about people on on the podcast that I don't have like a like a real feel for of some like one way or the other. Because I want to try and give you guys like the best the best opinion I can. Uh, but I'm, I think I'm falling in love with Parker Meadows. And I mean that in the most platonic way I can say it. Uh, he's 20 at bats so far. He's already got a double, triple and home run hitting 300, stole the base OPS over, over a thousand. There's a lot to like there. I mean, even at the minor league level, he was a 19 home run, 19 stolen base guy this year. I think he had like seven triples and 27 doubles. Also great. Last year, kind of the same thing. Six triples. I think he had like 20 home runs overall or 21 home runs overall. 21 uh, doubles. 16 stolen bases. He He's one of those guys that kind of does everything. And he fits really well into that Tigers lineup. I mean, they're not a great team overall, but they got Riley Green. They got Spencer Torkelson. Uh, they got Kerry Carpenter, who is one of our favorites on the show. And now Parker Meadows is kind of sliding in there. As another guy that is a, I don't want to call him a total base monster because you got a long ways to go in the big leagues before you can be considered a total base monster. But having a guy that can be a, a 20 double, five triple, 20 home run guy with 15 to 20 stolen base speed, that's a fantasy asset. That's Anthony Volpe did that this year. That's the kind of year Anthony Volpe is having. Uh, but this isn't Anthony Volpe, it's Parker Meadows of the Detroit Tigers. Very low roster rate. I think a lot of people are doing the same thing, kind of waiting, waiting it out to see how they felt. But I think Parker Meadows is pretty safe to be picked up in twelve team or deeper leagues right now. Yeah, I think you know it's not it's not a bad pickup if you if you do make the move. It depends who else is available there on the waiver wire. But yeah, he's someone that you know could have could have high potential. Like you said, he does kind of a little bit of everything. Decently had a you went through them had 19, 19 steals this season at Triple A. Uh, 19 home runs as well, hit 256. So he's hit, hitting above his minor league average. Probably see that come down a little bit. OPS won't be over one for much longer. But yeah, the Tigers, we, we keep talking about it. The Tigers have some hitters, and Meadows looks like he could be one of those guys. So I think he's someone definitely to keep an eye on as one of those uh, late-round flyers uh, next season too. Yeah, uh, like a, a Kerry Carpenter-esque type of player next year. I mean, the similarities there because they play for the same team. So maybe that's why my brain goes there. But Carper was also a guy that was a very late round pickup waiver wire for many people who honestly has been pretty rosterable for the entire season. We were on Mike or we were on Kerry Carpenter very early. Uh, but Mike Curlin to the athletic, got to give him his flowers on that one. He was on Kerry Carpenter very early this year. He's the one who put me onto him early on and it has just worked out very well. Got to give a shout out to the friend of the program. We got to have him back on this year, maybe in the off season or mm -hmm. something. I don't think he's doing football this year. I think he's mainly just sticking with baseball. We'll have to have him back on. Uh, but I have another guy that I want to talk about as well. Fresh call up for those of you that are in the live checking us out right now uh excuse me on the pronunciation but sedane rafaela of the boston red sox i'm excited about that because i did pull a pretty pretty solid 
first Bowman Mojo Refactor of his in a break a little while ago. Uh, but he just got the call today uh, to the big league roster, and he is somebody that was tearing it up at the minor league level this year. Uh, in AAA, he hit 312 with 14 home runs and six stolen bases. He stole 30 at the AA level. Uh, so combined this year, he's got 20 home runs, 36 stolen bases, and he's hitting right around 300. I'm curious to see how that will play in Boston. Uh, I've seen some reports that he has enough pop to play decently, that could play decently at uh, Fenway, which would be good. Um, but he's very defensive first or defense first type of player with good speed the pop may be closer to like a masataka yoshida level of pop maybe 11 to 15 home runs for a season but he's uh, seems to be much faster than yoshida so he he is a 30 stolen base at the major league level type of player uh with defense that could keep him in the lineup i think he mainly got called up because duran is on the il still so who knows how long he will be up for, but he is a top prospect. He's a top 100 in baseball prospect. I think he's a top 30 in baseball prospect right now. Something like that. So he's good enough to stay. Do you see any fantasy relevance there in Boston for Rafael Ryan? I think so. This is who I was talking about earlier. I talked about those lottery tickets. Like, yeah, he has absolutely all the tools. He had, like you said, he had 20 home runs in the minors in 108 games, 26 or 36 deals, uh, hitting 302, 870 OPS. He hit 294 at AA, got caught up to AAA, hit 312 there. He just got better going from AA to AAA, which is, which is kind of crazy. So now, yeah, I think the Red Sox could maybe be going for their own type of. Uh, Red's rookie call up here. It worked worked for the Reds a little bit. See if it works for the Red Sox. But yeah, I think he'll primarily be used. You know, maybe pinch running, maybe some late game defense because they, they do still mm-hmm. have a solid outfield there with uh, Yoshida Duvall and whoever else is, is slipping my mind right now. But but yeah, I think he'll you know rotate in there a little bit, maybe as a fourth outfielder, get two or three starts a week, something like that. So you know what? Don't don't run out and drop someone that's contributing to your roster to pick this guy up. But like. I'm in first place. I think I dropped Francisco Alvarez for him in my keeper league, and I dropped, mm. um, I think, Nolan Jones. Who I think Nolan Jones is still pretty good, but I think Rafaela mm. has a higher ceiling at this point. I think Nolan Jones also wasn't going to crack my lineup, so I figured, you know what, let me, let me take that lottery ticket. Yeah, I think Rafaela is, is someone you should be looking at, especially if you need outfield help, especially if you need stolen base help, because I think he could be, you know, pinch run in the sixth or seventh inning get a steal or two and maybe get an up at and you know and he might be able to even use as a start we'll, we'll see how they work him in there with uh verdugo duval and yoshida yeah i i think they'll, they'll they got to find somewhere to put him they could probably have somebody like a verdugo dh there as well They're, they won't they, make they have DH. oh that's true see that stuff so yeah they'll have to they'll have to swing him in there They'll have to swing him in there somewhere, but there, he's one of those guys that he is too highly rated of a prospect for him just to be called up right now to not play. That you don't do that with these guys that are very high, high up the prospect ladder. Uh, the times you get worried is when it is like a very low, low tier prospect that gets called up uh, at this point, and you're un, 
unsure of how they're going to get playing times because they're probably not going to get playing time. But Rafaela should see plenty of at bats between now and the end of the year to give you some kind of fantasy value. And I'm not going to lie. Did you pick him up in the SGPN league? I did not know that. That, that league has so many young guys available. I'm not, I'm not picking up. It really now. does. It really does. And I am fucking killing you guys in that league. Not to toot my own horn. I just beat the second place team seven to two. Fucking suck it, Noah, or whoever the fuck that was. Yeah, I guess, I guess uh, you could see Turner maybe play some play some second base and put Duvall at DH and get, uh, get Raphael in there if you want to have a more defensive-oriented outfield. But I'm not sure. Turner's played 10 games, four starts at second base so far this season. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how, he, how he works in. I'm sure, sure we'll see over the next uh, few days here. Oh, and a little breaking fantasy baseball news as I go to set my lineup while we're recording this, which I don't normally do. But Ozzy Albies activated off the 10-day yes, yes, injury list. Uh, he is starting tonight for the Atlanta Braves. So he will be going back into my starting lineup because he was on my bench. But other than that, make sure you guys are following us on all of our socials. Hit like and subscribe on YouTube if you are on there, uh, that may not seem like much to you guys, but that actually goes a very long way to helping us continue to grow as we get into the dog days of fantasy baseball. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast feed, if you could hit like, follow, five-star rating and review, again, that also helps us a ton. We're on like 25 or 30 different podcast platforms at this point. We're freaking everywhere. Uh, and all of our socials, uh, you can find us on YouTube. Twitch, Instagram, TikTok at Fake Baseball Money. You can find us on Facebook. Baseball Money is fake. Just look that up on Facebook. We got a whole Facebook page. We go live there on every episode. Shout out to everybody watching us on Facebook. And you can catch us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. And you can catch me there as well at Balake, B U H H L O C K A Y E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S O P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Girl, girl.